on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And we're back. Guys, it's National Voter Registration Day. Today? Yeah, the day that we're recording. The day that we're recording. Which means that if you're listening to this, you should have already registered to vote yesterday if you weren't registered. Hmm, that's very uh, inception It's it's like back to the future up in here. Voting is one of maybe three things I've ever done that actually feels only good, that I have no regrets (laughs) about. (laughs) I'm trying to think what the other ones are. Uh, hmm. Pomading your hair in the morning. I'm going to say uh, defending the career of women who made alternative rock in the 90s. I, I spent a lot of time doing that. But voting's the best I, of those three. Yeah. You know what? Uh-huh. It's Liz, in the top Liz, three. Liz I don't want to be I don't want to Also, I've seen a lot of people who were checking their voter registration status via Vote Save America and saw that they were not registered and they thought they were registered. And this has happened to me. They're dropping all the black people exactly. from the voter rolls. <laughs> Especially, <America>. yeah. <laughs> Double check that shit. Double check that. Because I have also gone in to vote at the same place that I vote all the time. And they, like, didn't have my name. And it was a whole thing. So double check. They're being sneaky. Yeah. Votes of America. Anyway. I saw Beyonce this weekend, oh, yeah. which is almost as important. No, I have a question voting. about that. I have a question about that. As a lifelong bugaboo, are you even invited to that concert? As a lifelong bugaboo. A lifelong bugaboo? <laughs> so what? You bought Beyonce tickets. Now I guess you think she owes you. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Beyonce anymore. I want to file a restraining order. <laughs> I thought we were getting rid of him like two years ago. You know, we haven't made that. Louis. <laughs> No one has made a get rid of Lewis joke in a long time. I know I, I have it. Because we got comfortable. And, we got too comfortable. That's how single white female happens. You, I can't believe you'd use Jennifer Jason Lee against me, first of all, <laughs> when I'm out here defending the show Atypical on Netflix. Oh, what's that about? Uh, autistic kid uh, who is used to be on United States of Terra. Yeah. Also, is so, it a sequel? Say what? No, it's not. Oh. Yeah. Um, I had another question. Oh, was it a bad concert? You know she doesn't like to rehearse. Yeah, it was trash, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously. Uh, no, it was actually really good. And just like last on the run, I'm always shocked how much I enjoy watching Jay-Z perform. Jay-Z's a really charismatic performer, and he doesn't do a lot. He doesn't, no, he doesn't, doesn't do not. much. Doesn't do much. But he's he is like standing there, just throwing standing his there. hands up, and then Beyonce will slide out for a quick choreo yeah i mean jay-z's always just like in a very cool outfit and he gets up there and raps mm-hmm. but he's like a very engaging person to watch yeah. i also think his style's gotten better it has it won't be. yeah yeah they well it's certainly more game. noticeable thanks to the ape shit video i feel like i was like "Ooh, that's a sharp man yeah also um i heard they flashed jane fonda's mugshot during the concert too don't worry that's 70 people texted me all you heard about yes they did it last time too but you know friends of ours were there who know Jane Fonda this time. I'm glad and I'm Beyonce, sure they sent you a text. This is why Beyonce has concerts to teach people about Jane Fonda. I'm glad that truth is out there now. Oh, of now course. he's really gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> when we're back, <laughs> Lewis will not be here. 
Uh, we're going to replace him with a potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> so, John Lovett. Uh, when we're back, we're going to talk about Jesse Williams, Nike, and Emmett Tell. Three things I never thought say. we'd say together. <laughs> On Monday, Grey's Anatomy star Jesse Williams took to Twitter to promote his upcoming film, Till, based on Mamie Mobley Till's journey for justice following the lynching of her 14-year-old son, Emmett Till, in 1955 Mississippi. Jesse, for some reason, <laughs> decided that he would place the recent Colin Kaepernick Nike slogan, <laughs> believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything against two photos of Emmett Till's sobbing mother. <laughs> Naturally. Over pe- the casket, by the way. Over yeah. the casket. Yes. Naturally, people were not having it. <laughs> this was so dumb. I don't. <laughs> what possessed him? Who I did I, it. I mean, I feel like it also looks like he did it. It looks like he did it in like an app. He, and d- he, he just did, like he did it how I make my memes right? using Instagram stories. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It 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 doesn't I feel guys, the Nike thing was cool. It was great. We like it. It was fun. But yeah. it's only for that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's only for selling sneakers. <laughs> and you know, and 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 fitness wear. That's all we should be using that slogan for. Not to evoke the horror of the lynching of Emmett Till. We sort of really got out of pocket with that meme the entire first week right. after it happened. Because right. it, people were memeing everything. And it went in like 70 directions. Like some was parody, some was sincere. So that it suddenly became the wild, wild west of when you can and can't use you know that or why you should use it. And now... <laughs> <laughs> in a way, it's like, I, I don't want to say I'm sympathetic, but it's like, so he's clearly very attached to this project and making this movie, I'm sure, great because he's been like among the like woker Twitter celebrities in recent years. So a part of me almost thinks you just are too obsessed with the project. You forgot to like take a step back and realize this is just a shoe slogan. This you know? is why I feel like famous people. You have a buddy who doesn't have a lot going on, who responds to texts really quickly, and you just run shit by that person. You just send him a screenshot, you workshop it a little bit, you say, what do you think? Because there's no way on earth anyone with sense saw that meme and said, you know what, Jesse? Hit send. Go for it. He is currently shooting the 15th season of Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Where someone gets struck by lightning every episode. He he couldn't have asked Shonda real quick. Ellen? <laughs> Ellen Pompeo might have been like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about this. Do you think Shonda hit him when he came to set? <laughs> I don't know. And now I feel like also you're just, I mean, the movie, I don't know when the movie's coming out. I assume not super soon. So. Yeah, I think he still has to make it and He's cast still, yeah. and whatever. So we'll probably forget about this by then. Twitter won't forget. They'll I mean, bring it up. Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing for me, too, about the movie, when I saw that he was making the Emmett Till movie and like, Far be it for me to say we don't need to tell the story of Emmett Till, but this is sort of, I think this gets into my thing when I had written about like not liking quote unquote slave movies, and I actually would sort of put this in that category, in that there is probably an Emmett Till-esque story that happened in like 1996, and that would be very shocking to white people who didn't realize that 
shit like this was still happening to black people very recently. Like we're very familiar with the Emmett Till story. People know, and it's one of those things where you can be like, we know slavery was bad, but it's when you start getting into like the 1930s when like black people were getting lynched all the time where people don't really know about that. And we can all, we can all agree that slavery was bad. You can all agree that the Emmett Till thing was bad and unjust. And I would like more stories that, um, I think I think also when you do things that are so far back in history, it makes people think that that's all really in the past. And so I sort of that's why I want when I say that, like, I don't like, quote unquote, slave movies. I sort of want newer projects that remind people that these things are still very much issues we're dealing with. It kind of I was, I was going to say it reminds me of why I always take like, like flinch when a movie like The Danish Girl comes out, because not that, you know, one of the first trans surgeries isn't an important thing, but it's also so old. It's like one hundred and five years old or whatever whatever, that people think the kind of homophobia that existed then is just old. Like, they forget to relate it to the now. They're just like, can you believe how people acted back then and forget to think, no, we're still those people. That's why I liked, like, you know, even though it was about, like, the KKK, Black Klansmen, you know, because it's set at least in the 70s, the recent past, and, you know, we made sure to relate it to what's going on now with the KKK and shit in America. And, um... Also, recently, I saw um, If Beale Street Could Talk, which is fantastic. I have uh, not heard enough about that movie. I was worried it was bad because I hadn't heard so anything. so fucking good. Yeah. Um, but that's also like a movie that's set in the recent past of black American history. And it's like, we have other stories to tell in the past. I mean, also- I want to see other black period yeah. pieces. Also, frankly, I mean- Lynching was a form of terrorism. You could make a lot of arguments now that, like, when the police are gunning down unarmed black people on the street, like, that is a form of domestic terrorism, the way that, like, the fear that it strikes in black people. And I'm like, you don't want to talk about that because that's going to make, you know, people are going to have, that's a more divisive conversation and, and, and white people aren't going to respond as well to pointing those things out. And so I think that sometimes when you put things too far in the past, it makes it so that we all know that was bad. Like, obviously, Martin Luther King was good. Obviously, slavery was bad but if you're like what about Rodney King one that's when people start to show their asses and frankly those are the conversations we need to be having I don't know MLK reportedly stole some money from my grandmother once (laughs) wait do you remember my favorite (laughs) do you want to go down on history slandering Martin Luther King Jr. Do you remember speaking of like woke Twitter celebrityness of recent years do you remember when Zac Efron said it, it was Martin you? Luther King Day. Oh, yeah. And he goes, happy Martin Luther. You know, he goes, I'm grateful for two things today, Martin Luther King and 10 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> Black fist emoji. Wasn't it like a picture of him in a car, too? It was, was it? it was like waving to the crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I pictured him like bursting into air guitar after that tweet. Maybe Zac Efron will play Emmett Till. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, here's <laughs> hoping. This is the break he needs. He is definitely a celebrity who I feel has walked away from social media. Right. Rightfully so. Yes. Well, uh, isn't his like social media like Team Zac Efron? Like, who's really doing it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, but I know he definitely yeah. wrote that. Also, so as of this recording, Jesse has not responded. He still has not responded. He's gonna, he just he he's deleted that tweet. Oh, he deleted the tweet. He deleted the tweet. Oh, okay. He deleted the tweet. Okay. But has not addressed it. Which I is mean, smart. Yeah. Which is smart. That's because the minute he tweets about it, someone's going to dissect it and be like, that's not enough. I know. Then he's going to have to like go on The Daily Show and talk. It's just going to be like a whole, it's going to be a whole thing. You know he, he's going to give you like the eight-page apology, like the, right. the the Scarlett Johansson, like 
$1,500 an hour PR apology for taking that one or trans like a, role. You know, like a notes app apology. Oh, wow. I feel like the only very goal. Amy Schumer. The only goal any celebrity should have is to never have to issue a notes app apology. That's that's, that's the only bar. Plus, Jesse Williams has an app, you know, so he could. <laughs> he could emoji we, we, his we, apology. We interviewed him about it on Hot Save America. He could. Can't he, like, send people a message saying, I'm sorry? Of an apology emoji. Yeah, I think it's like a it's a black app. Yeah, Ebroji. Yeah, you can send an emoji. You, okay, a what? Colin Kaepernick emoji. Yeah. Okay. No, or or you know like the little the the one tier emoji <laughs> that lets you know that someone's really sorry. He should really actually sorry. tweet his apology all in emojis. <laughs> that is that is our professional advice with Jesse. a black power with fist. a black power fist. <laughs> when we are back, we are going to talk about the Super Bowl. I guess. (laughs) Who cares? Some people care. We'll be back. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams robe. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? No? Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus. Get a life, Oprah. My God. (laughs) Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And I am the coziest a human being can be. Because, by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's, like, pretty mild outside. And then your apartment is cold. I can't explain Mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire... Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have it always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, 
without us. Doesn't the Black Experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Multiple sources have claimed that Maroon 5 is slated to headline the February 2019 Super Bowl halftime performance in ATL, Atlanta herself. By the way, there aren't even five of them. What is wrong with Maroon 5? There's not? There's like seven of them. Okay, well... Really? We're going to get into that. Okay. You and your unfounded (laughs) comments about Maroon 5. Um, Oh, I wasn't the worst of it, sweetheart, but we'll see. With the success of their hit song, Girls Like You... That song is awful. Sorry. Uh, but it's featuring Cardi. It just recently went to number one, uh, making it their fourth number one single and Cardi's third this year. <laughs> Can I say Sorry, so- Nikki. Can I say something about that? That's too many number ones in a row. It's an Ashanti situation. I'm worried. <laughs> we all remember 2002 very well. And then what happened? Yeah, the Muppet Beyonce. Wizard of Oz and then nothing. The solo Beyonce. She's no Ashanti. Right. Right. Yeah. I remember that. That yeah, New just... York Times headline. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cardi B is going to go the way to Ashanti. No. We're all very hopeful. Ja Rule's not in the mix. Oh, that's true. Um, also, she's had her own number one singles. Yes. And she didn't start so her did career singing the vocals on J-Lo albums. Ashanti did? Girl. I didn't know that. J-Lo's second album is all Christina Milian and Ashanti vocals. Oh. <laughs> wow. You mean like hybridized? Yes. Like, oh, wow. Anyway, because Maroon 5 and Cardi just got their big number one, people are hearing reports that she is in negotiations to perform with them at the Super Bowl. Um, there was also talk of Travis Scott potentially joining. What? Uh I don't know. He's <laughs> he's black and he's popular right now. Uh, I mean, I also forget, I mean they one time just threw Missy Elliott with Katy Perry. I mean, think I mean Missy Elliott is like a titan. True, of, that's true. Yeah, pop, pop culture. Well, I remember also when Aerosmith performed, and it was like, and here's NSYNC, and Britney, and Nelly, right. and Mary J. Blige. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, a lot of people are upset on the internet, as usual. I feel like we could say that every week. But they want the NFL to consider the city's own roster of hip-hop legends like Outkast, Gucci Mane, Future, T.I., or even Luda. Because the NFL has shown such regard for black people that, oh, of yeah. course, they're going to take this opportunity to uh, to give some shine to black artists. Yeah, y'all niggas come on stage. <laughs> we love black people. Okay. Don't kneel. <laughs> for the most part the Super Bowl halftime show is like the Times Square of like pop music right it's just like whatever is playing it is whatever it, plays at Cold Stone they want that well, on the, also, on the stage also you know it's I assume Maroon 5 will drop a new album the week after the Super Bowl like it's all so choreographed and like specific and just like you know contrived but I mean Maroon 5 but do, do they they're have better. enough hits? I was going to say, they're um, kind of the world's most popular popular band that doesn't have any fans. Payphone, <laughs> If I Never See Your Face Again, all of songs about Jane is a bop. Oh, did you just suggest that Rihanna's going to show up for this? Misery. Because no. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think Moves Like Jagger is a great song. I love Maroon 5. This is my coming out party. But I even, I mean, I would I would like to poll. I'd like us to walk on down a Sunset Boulevard. And I'd like us to pull, I want people to hum, hum, just hum two Maroon 5 songs. One cannot be moves like Jagger. Okay. I bet you. Pay phone. I, I bet you no one can do that. 
Well, Girls Like You is number one right now, so people probably know that I don't one. even know what that sounds like. You know that? Girls Like You, a a. That it's, could be that could be literally any song. Okay, yes. I mean, it's also uh, Tchaikovsky's song. Whatever. <laughs> also, electro recording artist uh, Ira Madison here with his <laughs> vocals. Um, <laughs> no, Maroon 5 is a band, though. I think you were talking about this a little bit earlier. Maybe I saw it on Twitter. They started out as one band and then accidentally became this heap other thing when they became really popular. Like songs like Jane or songs about Jane, that album that has like this love and she will be loved and Sunday morning on it. Yeah. You would hear this band alongside bands like Fuel Once Upon a Time. They were like VH1 rock artists. And then the world turned them into this. It, it's sort of like the Black Eyed Peas. They started as a band you would hear at 2 a.m. on VH1. And then they became, as I said several times in this podcast, Kazoos and Jackhammers. Yeah, it was really their second album when they had that hit with Rihanna that was a. What are you if talking I, if about? I, if, what I, is I, this? if I never see your face again. I don't know what that is. It was is. a song with Rihanna, mm-hmm. but it was a bonus track on their second album. It was what era it was of Rihanna? A, what kind of hair did she have? It was very SOS era. No, no, okay. it was um, after that. After SOS, it was um, before Umbrella. It, it, no, it was it was Good Girl Gone Bad era. Oh, so it's the same yeah. era. Okay, um, but it was a big hit, and so Maroon Five started leading into radio pop music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they basically shifted into being another band I songs mean, about jane is a completely different band i yeah. will i mean the thing is i had as i think i've said on this exact podcast that i i did not watch the super bowl last year because i hate the nfl um and i don't plan on watching this year i haven't watched any football but had it been like rihanna i would have obviously had to turn on the halftime show and then quickly turn it off and now i don't have to even do that now I can go about my day. I can watch Made in Manhattan on TBS or whatever, whatever they'll be showing. I can spend my afternoon doing that instead of waiting to watch. Well, that's disappointing because I know how much you enjoyed the Justin Timberlake performance that's last true, year. That's true. That's <laughs> true. It was. I forgot we watched that. We talked about it. Oh yeah. On this very show. Was his? It wasn't. I even have forgotten all these halftime shows, frankly. Like yeah. post, if it hasn't, if it's not Beyonce or Bruno Mars in the last five years, truly couldn't tell you. Beyonce on her cop killing black power <laughs> performance. Featuring Coldplay? Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. You know People what? forget they were there for you that. You know what I will say though? Cardi B, because Cardi doesn't know how to act. If Cardi is a performer, you know she might do something dumb like yell out like Car- Colin Kaepernick. Oh. That like that might be worth it because she doesn't have any sense and she doesn't care and she might do something real dumb that would be really funny and embarrassing. NFL. Definitely throw a shoe at somebody. She also, might do something. I forget also like people I don't think have experienced her much as a live performer and she was so good in what I the footage I saw at Coachella. So actually I look forward Pregnant. to her maybe killing it. Here. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was like, so good when I was at Coachella watching her. We're all impressed that you go to concerts. I don't know where this came for your brand. I don't know. <laughs> Thank I, <who> you. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying she was real pregnant at Coachella. Oh, yeah. She was, she was hella getting... pregnant, and she was also twerking on the floor. Yeah. So, But I, I I will be surprised if they let Cardi perform. Yeah. I'll be surprised. Just because, like, the... Too black ma- adjacent. Yeah, also, like, Maroon 5, that just signals to me. Also, like, with the Colin Kaepernick stuff, with the Nike ad, like... I just have a hard time believing they're gonna they're gonna risk it. Actually, what I hadn't thought of is the fact that if Maroon Five is performing, they'll probably just trot out other people from The Voice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kelly, see, Bl- Bl- Blake will come out. And play oh my the god. Oh, Blake, who is on The Voice now? 
I think it's Blake and uh, oh no, I remember. Left. I remember the Jennifer billboard. Hudson. It's Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, Kelly Miley Clarkson was it? just on. No, it's Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson, Jennifer Hudson, Blake yeah. Sheldon. Uh-huh. How is this show still on, man? Remember when CeeLo was on before the rape stuff? I do. Yes. Yeah. Remember CeeLo? I quite. No. Uh... <laughs> I mean, Goody, he should. <laughs> They but, might bring him out. It is Atlanta. Here's my question. Are there repercussions? Okay, do you remember during the Madonna Super Bowl when MIA like flipped off the camera or whatever? So, I mean, I'm just saying. if Les MIA... Moonves tried to destroy MIA's career. I'm sure. No, but like if people like Madonna can bring in other people that normally wouldn't occupy like the center stage of, you know, the Super Bowl. So, actually, I think there is some hope for Cardi B. Who performed with Justin last year? Anyone? Wasn't it just him? I believe just it, him and a few Gap employees. It was right. <laughs> it was like, it was piles of denim. Yes. And and, and he wore tie dye at one point. Tie dye? Yes. Or no, yeah. he was wearing that camo. Yeah. Or that like hunter camo. It was very Christmas is coming to Eddie Bauer. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just glad Justin's Man of the Woods era was a disaster. I want him to go away. Bro Ann. I mean we nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Anyway, we shouldn't care about the Super Bowl. They hate black people. <laughs> Maroon 5, I'm the only one who likes them here. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. I think they're I watch the performance. I just think yeah. they're like a living Old Navy gift card. Like, all right, I guess I need flip-flops, but I'm not like obsessed with them. Also, that there's not five of them is... <laughs> I Confusing. That's, that's silly. Maroon, Maroon is also exactly the color they are. Like, I guess <laughs> kind of goes with the room. Whatever. <laughs> The current members of Maroon 5 are Adam Levine, Jesse Carmichael, Mickey Madden, James Valentine, Matt Flynn, PJ Morton, Sam Farrar. Good Lord. And past member Ryan Dusick. Mickey Dolenz, Davy Jones. One of them's black. No, and he oh. released so- a solo albums and won Grammys for them. Yeah. He's like accomplished. What if they, what if they. He's like John Legend in La La Land. What if they like a Trojan horsed it? <laughs> And they're like, Maroon 5 were performing, and then they just let the black guy kneel for 15 minutes. Oh, and then pointed at him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Adam Levine, let somebody else take the spotlight. <laughs> He's going to come out in a tight little white shirt. <laughs> he does like those tight shirts. <sighs> He's so pretty. That band, he is like devastatingly pretty. He, he, to me, that band is like if the police just made music for like four-year-olds' birthday parties. Just like, hot bitch. Dancing. I see a lot of red lights at birthday parties, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. Little Amy. You don't have to put on that red light. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne references for the people here. That feels like enough. <laughs> Did we do it? When we're back, we're going to talk about our Hollywood power list with Insecure's Natasha Rothwell. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This past week, The Hollywood Reporter released their annual list of the most powerful people in entertainment. So, of course, we brought one of the most powerful people in entertainment Mm -hmm. themselves here, (laughs) Natasha Rothwell from Insecure, (laughs) Love, Simon. Where you slayed us. Soon to be Wonder Woman 1984. Soon to be. Hello. Those blockbuster dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this list included people like Oprah at number 18, Shonda Rhimes at 30. That is very low. That feels that low. Is, that's so slow. That uh, low. The Rock at 38, Ellen DeGeneres at 44, Donald Glover at 42, Jordan Peele at 55, LeBron James at 75, Tiffany Haddish was 79, John Chu was 98. Our friend. And... Ronan Farrow, who I have it on good authority, has maybe heard of Keep It, was right. <laughs> number 100. Who, who was number one? Number Bob Iger? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mr. Disney himself. The overlord, yes. yes. Ronan yeah. at 100 feels low. I mean, he's the meter maid of the patriarchy. He's just coming over here yeah, giving tickets. tickets, yeah. tickets, tickets. He, he is ghost face running around Hollywood, <laughs> hacking up people. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Miramax? <laughs> I feel like Ronan is going to use that list as a reference for his next it story. Is a hit They're going to be like, oh, let's just go down this list. Yes. Surely so- there's someone to pop. Yes. He is Emily Thorne in Revenge. He has his red <laughs> marker. <laughs> it's real. Uh, all right. What do we think of this list? This power list. I don't know. What do you think? Natasha? What does power mean to you, Natasha? I I, I don't have a lot of it. <laughs> I'm black and a woman's so up to fight for the power I have. Um, so it's an interest. I looked at it last night and I was, before I even read it, I was just like, this is going to be the widest list ever. Mm-hmm. But it was more diverse than expected, but also very, like, still very white. And surprising. There was one ethnic person in the top 10. <laughs> what? Yes, it's a it's a woman, okay. Lisa Nishimura, who produced my Netflix special. Yeah, so yeah. she she shared um, number nine she with was... her fellow Netflix VPs. Yeah, but she is the only person of color in the top ten. Yeah, and the, a lot of those <laughs> groups were just like um, one black person, and then like numbered whatever 34 is like three white dudes you know like it was yeah. like grouped together yeah. <laughs> so she's like you're just trying to get by saying like this was one sort of like you know cis slot but right, right, right. There's, there's really like 131 there people really are. <laughs> there really are I was too tired to count up heads last night, but... I will say though I'm used to like lists like this being sort of slapdash and like you know it just feels like they put certain people on the list to like appease but this to me felt pretty comprehensive and like you could actually learn something from this it's not like Rolling Stone doing their list of like the 500 greatest bomber jackets Bono ever wore or whatever the fuck they talk about. Yeah. (laughs) I do feel like I learned a lot reading it. You know what I mean? Because it was just like, oh, I don't know this name. Where you feel like it was going to be like a who's who. Well, I think that a lot about like working in Hollywood when I realize how many of like the people that actually make decisions, I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. And like those are the, those are like the real quote unquote power players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
I'm not talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't invited me to no parties. Yeah, we haven't been to brunch. I know. I, don't know them. I was not invited to frolic <laughs> in a field with nary one of them. So <laughs> I do not feel power. Uh, and it's also not a list, obviously, of money. Right. It's, like, who's the well, richest? Well, how do you define, like, what does that, what does that right. mean? Power. Like, how is, how well, is. Well, Bob Iger at number one makes sense because Disney controls everything. Right. And there, there's the merger is happening and all of that. Disney probably produces Yeah. Because I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's, like, in the Venn diagram of this list. Most lists, it's just like money power, but this is like money power, like tastemakers. Yes, totally, totally. So I feel like that's why this list intri- like was intriguing to me because I was just like, oh, it's not all like the the classic two where yeah. it's just like you're rich or you're just like you know. There's tastemakers. Where are all the people selling fit tea? <laughs> <laughs> also, this list taught me that like just everybody works at NBC Universal. Like, <laughs> you're telling me there's like 70 white men in a room being like, and America's Got Talent must come back. <laughs> Yes, that's literally what's happening. That's what goes on. What about Heidi Klum again? We decided we wanted to make our own power lists. Uh, So here we go. This is the keep it power list. Here we go. Uh, Who should we start with? Who should we start with? Uh, We're going to start with Kara's list. Okay. I, I only did, I did four Four names. Well, so one of one of the people I had was it was Ronan Farrow, Jane Mayer, Jody Cantor, and Megan Tuohy, uh, who at the at the New Yorker and at the New York Times, who were just ruining men's lives, loving it, and that's all I want truly yeah. in the world. Sisterhood of the traveling reporters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have Beyonce's hair team. Oh sure. Oh my God. Yes. yes. Who is more powerful than them? I no believe they one. actually control the weather. Homegirl is. Is flipping that with the with the fans and the yes. wigs are still there and I don't know I have no idea how it's done. As yes. an addendum, whoever sets up all the fans at her show Power to play. highlight yes. the yes. hair team because yes. everywhere she walks on and stage, not, the hair is whipping. It's not classic like like below her from the stage. The wind is coming from like <laughs> multiple from above, directions, multiple like above like there's just like it's it's insane. They've made a cyclone. Um, I'd also like to add the person, whoever that is, who kept Mel Gibson off of Twitter. Because truly, I feel like that psychotic man um, has only just been itching, you know, to, to, right. to get the Twitter fingers hot and ready. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was someone who had the ability to say, you know what, Mel? If you want. There's, there's only a hole so deep. And you think it's a silent hero, just like I think it's we'll a ne- silent we'll hero. Never and you we'll know. never know. He really wants to get on Twitter. You no, know like, he does. Being anti-Semitic on Twitter is hot right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in. Yeah. I know this. It. Would he would have had? Yeah, he'd this have. This is his time to shine. The Nazis are thriving on Twitter. This is his lane. Oh he might have turned into like a James Woods, to be honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> sticking in the, the social media category, I have whoever edits Will Smith's Instagram. Because producers. The producers <laughs> of those Instagram videos are better than yes. I'm gonna say every movie I've seen this year. It was incredible. they're unbelievable. True, like, would you be surprised if Mark Burnett were actually responsible right. for them? <laughs> I would not be. Ang Lee did <laughs> his recent <laughs> vacation. <laughs> I'd be like, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That absolutely tracks. Yeah, well, um, especially his in my feelings challenge video. That's that was a yes! tra- I was 
was just like, what? And weren't they in like Hungary or pra- he was somewhere like. He was in Budapest. He was in Budapest. I'm going to start auditioning for his Instagram. Right? I'm saying. <laughs> They're going to get nominated. I the, uh, the spot to be. The yes. other amazing race. <laughs> well, you know, on like in, Natasha has been on BoJack Horseman. Yes. Um, And they had done when they did like spoof the Golden Globes and they had like best book and best right, Instagram. Right. I feel like yes. it's going to happen. Um, And then lastly, I have Noah Centineo who is oh. just ruining women's lives with a power I have never seen before. Mm-hmm. I've seen grown women lose their minds, mm. become incapacitated. I tweeted my theory uh, a couple weeks ago. I think that he was a plant by Russia to make it so that oh. all women won't vote in the what? election, <laughs> specifically black women. I think they want to pacify us. We'll be too busy wow. looking at Noah's Instagram. And... Um, it's a power I've never seen. I before. feel like he recently did this photo shoot too for no reason other than to post it on Instagram. He did, and that's power. That's power. It's like, and I steal that power from. I gay will men. scroll and hate it and be like, "Who's looking at all like like me?" Like, me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll be like, "I Click forgot on. to vote." I forgot to vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what day is it? Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's it's uh, November seventh. I hate myself. If he like winked at me. I feel like I would have like a Beatlemania like reaction, just like clutching my face, you know, like like somebody in the audience at the Price is Right, you know, Power. one of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd go into the dinner scene from Beetlejuice. That's oh, sure. Really? Yes, I just I'd be I would spooked. be I would be looking for an electronic <laughs> panel like Small Wonder because I'm convinced he's a robot. I would just start touching him and being like, "Where, where is the panel? Who are you working for? Who are you working for?" <laughs> that might be the first Small Wonder reference on Keep It. Thank you so much for oh, bringing you're it so to welcome. us, Tiffany Brissett. Oh, yes, yes, right. Mm-hmm. So that was my power list. Yeah. Uh, Shall I? Natasha's power is obviously appealing to Lewis. Somebody's got to. Small, Not going to be your dumbass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, here's mine. I can talk about the original One Day at a Time with Mackenzie Phillips. See, look at you. Now you want my you want my approval. What's your list? Okay. <laughs> we can talk about Valerie Bertinelli later. Okay, number five. I feel like these people secretly control everything. Woke teens. Just like the, I, if you're a woke Oof. teen, we're one, afraid of you. We yeah. don't know what you're capable of. You'll tweet something and ruin any random person's life with good reason. And then we want to make TV shows for you too. Right. You know what I mean? We'll think that we know something and then a teen will respond to you. Actually, that's outdated and we don't use that terminology right, right, anymore. Right. I was like, damn, I thought it was still called a hamburger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when did we change it? Teens will flame the fuck out of you. Right. <laughs> I've changed trains in New York. To avoid like groups of see, <laughs> like truly, I'm not even kidding. Like if a school, like it's school letting out, and a group of like teenagers get on, I'm like, this is my stop, and I will, <laughs> I will get off just out of fear and respect. That's honestly. just it. We're afraid of them, yeah. like in person and conceptually. Yes, there are layers to there the fear they bring to, to the our fear. lives. Yes. yes. Um, number four, I think this is also a terrifying person who can do whatever he wants. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Name one thing this man is not allowed to do. In we're, his own mind? Right. He, Wear awful suits. He can't at, announce beauty contests. P.S. On, uh, on Celebrity Family Feud, he had like the Kardashians on 70 times or something. Like he had real people. Like, like who else was that? Like uh, uh, yeah, Kanye. Wait, wait, speaking of the Kardashians, maybe the funniest tweet unintentionally that Kim Kardashian has ever tweeted was she tweeted about celebrity feud and she said I can't believe that Jonathan Siobhan flew all the way from New York to be on celebrity feud with us like bitch are you surprised (laughs) wait he took an opportunity to be on television what a crazy idea he flew Spirit Airlines immediately yes (laughs) number three um 
Jack Hay, and I'll tell you why. Her Twitter recently Ooh. on the fuck fire. Did I mean, you see her reel of just saying Mary. Oh yes, for her it was <laughs> it was for the anniversary of two two seven. Yes. yes. Oh. And with Regina King's recent third Oscar or uh, Emmy win, it just feels appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have to tout Jack Hay anymore. I don't believe. Number two, you know who was not on this list that surprised me? Adele. You're uh, mm. somebody who I, I mean, I think truly, if you were like. Well, Adele, all countries have decided that we need one emperor, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you seem bored at the moment. You don't have an album coming out. Would you like to be it? And she'd be like, oh, I'm okay. I stopped at Starbucks <laughs> this morning and bought three copies of 21. I feel like I, I still needed it. No, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's so good. It's right at the counter next to like the scones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you play them all at the same time. You call it 63. You're like, I'm just, just go and feel it. That was some quick math. That was quick math. Yo, and it's early. <laughs> it was addition. Don't clap. <laughs> and number one, again, I believe power also has to do with, you know, I said this regarding the woke teens, terror. The scariest, mm. most powerful person who ever lived is Ellen DeGeneres. First of all, she dressed, mm. the suits she wears, she is just straight up Bob Fosse, you know, at the mall, which is already a level of superiority that we can't touch. I feel like the suits are slick. I feel like they secretly look like you can get them at J. Crew, but they are they are coated with a nectar that will electrify you. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then also she'll, she'll have like a superstar on her talk show. I don't know who's coming to mind. Uh, 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 Beyonce or whatever. Uh-huh. This is what happens. Before Beyonce comes out, Ellen goes backstage and points at Beyonce and says, I'm going to play Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake, and you better dance. And then she <laughs> slams the door and walks out. And then Beyonce has to do it, and then she probably does it. Uh. Also, Ellen likes to pull pranks on people. She, Have you ever seen her like scare the shit out of yeah. Taylor Swift? Loves and people then, sneaking up behind celebrities. And then they, loves, and they come back for it. Yeah. They come back for more. And Ellen loves, I mean, like, Ellen is a little too tickled by that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, the rush that goes through her is, shall we say, freaky. How many people does she drive by and just shoot? <laughs> She killed Biggie. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that. Good reportage there. Uh, That's my uh, list. So my power list, right at the bottom is American Horror Story. Okay. Um, Just the whole idea thereof. It is a mess every season, but somehow people are always watching it. I always, and I'm still watching it. I call it Goosebumps for Troubled Gay Teens. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like actresses uh, running around, you know. And plus, every Joan Collins is in it. Uh, Angela Bassett is in it. Ryan Isn't Murphy. Isn't she been in like every season? Yes, I Ryan Murphy like... is like sewing this shit up. Well, maybe that's what keeps Angela looking like butter, is secretly it's the mm. American Horror Story mm. juju. And now yeah. she's on that 911 show. Plus Ezekiel bread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no dairy. Protein. A gluten allergy. Mm-hmm. Oat milk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, she did say oat milk. Yeah. My grandkids better be quoting that video someday. <laughs> some legendary shit. Uh, after that, I have publicists. Oh, okay. sure. I'm scared okay. of them. Mm-hmm. You try and show up to a party, and they will give you a look Oof. and say, I know who you are, and I know that you are not on this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, Natasha, are you looking for it? Because I feel like, I mean, you're already, obviously, like, you start insecure, but, like, you're about, you know you're about to, like, blow up. I will take that. I don't. You you are, and I so you're now going to be able you to go are. up to publicists and just be like, it's, it's Natasha. Me. Can I tell you, this in. is the honest, true evolution of, like, me learning that that 
is something that people think. <laughs> not, even, <laughs> not even something I believe. Like the HBO Emmy party last year, mm-hmm. I like stood in the line with just like people because I'm a person. And I had like HBO suits come and take me from the <gasps> lift line. And they're Ooh. like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I took a lift here. I'm just like, you know, and they're like, you're in that line. And I was just like, oh, there's a different line. Oh, wow. There's a different line. And it was a publicist that spotted me in the line, speaking of, was just like, you belong over here. And I was just like, no, I actually should have driven the lift, but <laughs> <laughs> I've tricked them into giving me a ticket. So I put on a Spanx and a dress. So. Did Julie Louis Dreyfus descend in like an angel's uniform and like just pull you up? She was yeah. shot out. Of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, I have Rami Malik on this list. That's a weird addition. I just think he's really gorgeous. He's your, he's power, he has yeah, power over you. Power over me. Yes. Uh, and he is going to get me to watch that Queen movie. Yeah, for that 70% of it was directed by Brian Singer. I know. Wait, it. can I say something mm. about that, though? You're telling me this man gets to wear a hoodie on the USA Network and then he gets to play Freddie Mercury. It seems a little like a jump to me. Moving along. Nick at Night TV Land. Is it on your power list? I, because I feel like Hollywood executives <laughs> are scouring it Do you know what we're for doing reboots. Right now? Oh, the reboot oh, okay. potential. Okay. They're scouring it for okay, reboots. Okay. I had a point. <laughs> Let me get to it. You know what show I do want to come back from the 70s? Maud. If we're talking about, we were talking about Norman Lear once upon a time. Yes. Yeah, that's, that'd be a good show to come back. Adrian Barbeau, come hang yes. out with us. Yeah. I did a table reading of the Love episode where she gets an abortion. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And I played Florida. I was very, that it was full circle. rules. It was an amazing episode. Okay. Cosine. Um, Shake Shack. <laughs> it's number two. Just we should because, not be laughing. I'm gonna say, just because I don't know what power it has that people keep talking about it like yes. it's better than In and Out. It is. No, oh, it um, is. Oh, it is. I, oh, I, I think that Shake Shack yes. launched a um, covert mission to funnel In and Out money to the GOP <laughs> to set them up so that people would stop eating In and Out. Is this Janine Pirro? What Only is happening here? <laughs> Only she could do it. Shake Shack is I'm outside Hillary Clinton's home. <laughs> Right now, and I'm going to get the truth. <laughs> Shake Shack is better than In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. The salted caramel or, shake? I mean, sure. For sure. It's not even, it's like, not it's, even this is a crazy conversation we're having right now. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Get to your number my one. My number one <laughs> thing that is keeping all of Hollywood glued to their television screens mm. is the UK reality TV series Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. I'm sorry our host was drunk tonight. <laughs> I feel like Ira did not understand the exercise. Right. Everyone is tweeting mm-hmm. about Love Island. I was at Emmy parties. People were talking about Love <laughs> Island. Saying. It is, they take hot people, oh, put them on an island, and they have to couple up with each other. And then at the end of the week, they recouple, and whoever doesn't have a partner gets kicked off the island. What? It is trashy. So like- it is <laughs> elegant because they're talking. It's just disappointment. It's the disappointment of dating in LA yeah. as a reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all I'm watching. Listen, I could have had a <laughs> traditional list. All right. But and let by me that tell you mean you one something. that makes sense. Okay. Well, you know what? Power mm-hmm. is in the eye of the beholder. It's also a stars series. Natasha, yes. Natasha it, do you have any additions <laughs> to our power list? I could okay. Um I would put um Beto O'Rourke. Oh sure. There we go. 
Oh, he has. He's got some power. Did you watch the video? There's a video of him talking specifically about what he was going to do for black women in yes. Texas. I literally watched that video and went and made a donation. And Not was, even kidding. It was so powerful yeah. that Ted Cruz reposted it thinking he was trolling. But then he got like millions of people to watch a very common sense message on gun control. Yes. I was like, I, I fuck with him so hard. Throw Ted Cruz is running money. his campaign like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Also, can I say, uh, 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 Beto O'Rourke looks a little too much like John Favreau for my comfort. Like a little, oh, like the two of them. I feel like I've could... never seen them in the same place together. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay, actually, they did do that show in they... South by Southwest. They, they've been together a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or did they? I'm just saying they could do like a like a. Or did they? Right, a Harpo there was Marx. There's a mirror in the middle of the stage. They could do a Harpo Marx Lucille Ball mime routine together, yeah. like just like totally identical, and no one would say anything anyway. But I feel like, uh, regardless of the outcome of the election, I feel like he's going to be a mainstay and a tastemaker in politics. I concur. Yeah. I, concur. yeah. I mean, I, I hit that donate button real quick. Oh, I hit, I hit it so hard. I like called people and I was just like, what is the legal amount I can get? <laughs> and not like go to jail and uh, did that. And um, donating is great, but we need people to actually vote. So I'm going to vote Save America if you live in Texas vote. and vote for them. Do it. It's the most, like, put voting on the power list. Like, that should be number voting one. Voting should be, yeah. should be on the power list. How about that? Voting. Uh, and rom-coms, generally. Yes! <laughs> it's coming back. I mean, they are coming back hard, and I am like. I'm sorry, you were, you were the best part of Love Sign. Oh, my God. Thank okay. you. Oh, sorry. my. Oh, these cute teens are in love, but. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's so funny. <laughs> also, just, like, the hard-bitten drama coach. Like, we just Woo. don't see that enough, and I love it so much. It's so, I, I knew that drama coach. You know that? I was that drama yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where is your spinoff? I'll talk to Greg Berlanti. I'll be like, hey, <laughs> let's just write it. <laughs> we, let, she's, we did this one bit uh, where I talked about being on a cruise. It didn't make the movie because we were just, you know, he's like improvising, like, you know, do this background bit. And I was just talking to Nick Robinson and I was just like, you know, where I got my start. Carnival, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, we should shoot that. <laughs> You're doing Our Town yeah, next yeah. to the shuffleboard oh, deck? Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, how did Wonder Woman even come about? I auditioned on tape like a real L.A. actor, and it was like a two- or three-month process because I did it, and I just like, you know, said a blessing over it, and I was like, <laughs> go on, you know, go with God. And um, about... Maybe a month or two months later, I got a call and my my agents were more excited on the phone than I was picking up. So I was like, something either terrible or great has happened. And they're just like, you got it. Um, Did you have to wear like 80s regalia? No, I honestly, I, I like everything is so lock and key and I had to sign away like my life in order to like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do it. Um, but what I can say is just like the process of after I booked it. I get an email, right? Very like Inspector Gadget. This email will blow up in like oh, 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> and I thought it was spam. Again, this speaks to the Lyft version of me. I was like, no one's going to send me encrypted mail except someone who wants to like steal my money. So I, I like put it in the spam folder. And then later, it was like later that day. And I was just like, let me just double check. And I looked and I like, I had to like create a login and oh a password. God. Logged in and it was a met, uh, an email from Patty Jenkins. Being, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> for an email. It was like an email. She was just like, you know, we're so excited to have you on board. Can't wait to work with you. And I was just like, an encrypted welcome, a email, welcome email is my just. But you made it. I was just like, this is real. This is this. That's how I knew it was because I'm very like until I'm there. Until, it's not yeah, real. Yeah. Right. So that was the moment where I was just like, oh, I need to. 
this can, is real. Can I also say one of my favorite things that you do is every day you tweet a reminder to Donald Trump that he is an absolute piece of shit. I do. So I wonder if you have a a message for him today. Oh over yeah, the airways. Yeah, for sure. Usually I'm just like I, I remind him that he's trash and always is going to be trash. He is fraudulent. He's fraudulent. He's a uh, megalomaniac. He's narcissistic. I feel like he's inept. I feel like he's. Oh, the, or yesterday's was you're a virgin who can't drive. Yes. And so I enjoyed that. Unfortunately, you used four words that he definitely doesn't understand. I so this know. message will also be encrypted to him just It'll, I know. I know. He'll need to log it in a password. Right. <laughs> but no, it's one, after he got elected, I was just like, every day I wake up with a great amount of anxiety. And yes. I was just like, I need something just to be a little release valve. And so it's kind of fun in the morning to think of like, how can I drag him today? Or like, and it's always, you know, I give myself open to the world. Like, how am I inspired yes. to drag him? Yes. Um, right now, I just want him to go fuck himself. So There's that. I'll you know what? That. Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes simple is best. Sometimes. Yeah. Fuck that fraudulent heifer. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha. Hi. I'm just like so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. I, 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 you know, I know we got to wrap this up and shit, but... <laughs> We just want to keep this just going stick all around. Just stay here. You don't have anywhere here. to be, right? No, I truly don't. <laughs> I truly don't. That's a lie. That's a lie. Um, Gal Gadot's like waiting outside. I know. <laughs> the car's going to blow up if I'm not there. The HBO <laughs> lift is coming to get her right now. <laughs> I would drive it. I honestly would drive it. Tell people where else they can find your shit. Like me? Yes. Oh. If you want more Natasha. If you want more me, I'm on Twitter always. Um, at Natasha Rothwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can check me out this Sunday on the season finale of Insecure. Yes. Uh, I co-wrote it with Issa, and it's directed by Regina King. Oh, my God. Oh my, I didn't what? know this. Is she trying to get an Emmy for directing? So. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm um, so- she's the realist. Um, every, <laughs> from the jump on set, she would, we met, she would stop mid-sentence and just be like, you are so not Kelly. And she was just so shocked that like it's act like I'm so not her, and so it was just a treat to work. That's with already her. an iconic trio. Yeah, wow. truly. So it was just I wanted. I mean, truly, my life would be complete if I only ever work with with those women. So. That's the Charlie's Angels reboot. I want. Like, uh, hello. <laughs> I would do that. Or a Mod Squad. Let's do it. I don't know. CC Bob Iger. China Beach. <laughs> China Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Delaney would do this show. Don't joke. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. N- Natasha, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Uh, when we're back, keep it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And we're back. We keep it. Our favorite segment of the week. 
Although second favorite this week. I know. Natasha was my favorite. Oh, she was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her spirit is still here. It is. Uh, and um, Warner Brothers just came in and made a sign. In, <laughs> <laughs> NDAs. <laughs> Patty uh, Jenkins had a, an encrypted message that said, settle down. Uh, uh, Lewis, what's your keep it? It's been a long week for Sesame Street homosexuality news, which... I'm happy for. But um, so this happened that one of the people who wrote on Sesame Street specifically said about writing for Bert and Ernie that he uh, uh, considered them kind of a gay couple or that's where he was coming from as a gay man writing for them. Well, Not the creator. Right. As I mistakenly thought, oh, love it or leave it. And I got a few tweets about it. Calm down, Twitter. Well, one of the main creators, Frank Oz, who was like a voice of a number of the Muppets, including Miss Piggy tweeted in response, it seems Mr. Mark Saltzman, the writer in question, was asked if Bert and Ernie are gay. It's fine that he feels they are. They're not, of course. But why that question? Does it really matter? Why the need to define people as only gay? There's much more to a human being than just straightness or gayness. Okay, I mean, that's like basically like a like gay bashing. Like you're trying to sound woke. You're actually sounding like you just want gay people to go away. What are you if you suck felt? Yes. Well, I I thought the rest of that tweet was going to be, of course they're not. They're fucking puppets is what I assumed the rest of that tweet would have been, which would have been the only sane response. Well, that's what Sesame Street actually ended up tweeting. But when people say things like that, too, I'm like, but they're puppets playing hu- like that are supposed to be human representations. Humans are often gay. Anyway, I have Miss also- Piggy is horny like a housewife with a cam. <laughs> but I'm s- precisely. No, but uh, yes, right. She and Kermit hitting it. That's how it works. Honestly, she is always leaping on him like. How has Miss Piggy not been me too? <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, come through. Poor Kermit. Come through, Scooter. Kermit Time always looks up. scared. Time's up, Miss Piggy. <laughs> but I, I wanted to say, um, Frank Oz actually apologized for that. He seems like a generally rad person. But keep it to people who have not talked about the gayness of the Muppets until now. There are several gayish Muppets. Uh, Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker, the scientists, what's going on with them and their high-pitched noises? <laughs> Two, Guy Smiley, the game show host, who is coke adult, and I know he knew Merv Griffin in the 80s. That's a puppet? Yes. He's like, he goes, thank you, thank you, and he like oh, hosts game yes, shows. yes, yes. Um, Cookie Monster, we all have that guy in Grinder who responds to us with just um, num, num several times. He's one of those. And then lastly, Big Bird. Okay, do you remember this about Big Bird? Mm. He had an imaginary friend. Snuffleupagus. Correct. Which nobody could see for the longest time. This man, this bird, this child bird, had visions of a giant trunked hairy thing that just went unexplained. That's among the gayer things that's ever happened on the street of Sesame. That's just what I'm saying. I like to believe I'm Rami Malek's Snuffleupagus. That is strange. And no one can <laughs> see us together, but... Our love is for real. Okay, well, no, that's delusion. What, I, what we've mo- we've moved from a fantasy <laughs> into a problem. We're See. talking about puppets. All of it's fantasy. Okay, well, for you, for now, this goes right. straight to the top. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Sesame Street's uh, love Sesame Street, and also I love Grover. And my mom did all the voices for all the characters when she would read stories to me growing up. So it's a very important. I movie. still have my Grover. From when I was a child, the doll. It's at my parents' home. Yeah, do my no, favorite thing the, Grover the does. The actual one. I the snuck in the Sesame <laughs> Street and I kidnapped him. My favorite thing Grover does is he, he's always like, "I'm so embarrassed." That's my favorite thing he does. <laughs> I love I love a puppet with shame. <laughs> he's nude, right? <laughs> anyway, dear God, Kara, my keep it. My keep it is to whatever the fuck Spotify and Ancestry.com were thinking. They announced this week that they were going to 
partner up and you can link your DNA test results from Ancestry.com to your Spotify account and they would make you a playlist with notions of your taste on top of music that is popular or culturally significant from your ancestral homelands. That doesn't even make any sense, first of all. Second of all, really the only thing that I'm irritated about is you have all of these engineers, all of these people who can code and computer and whatever the hell they're doing over there. Can you guys spend some time doing some shit that's actually helpful? Stop the hacking. Make sure we don't get fucking hacked again the next election. Nobody needs this. Take Stop, care of my student loans. Right? Stop using, figure out how to, yeah, how to hack, what's the student loan? Sally the, Mae. Exactly. Naviant. And erase everyone's records. Do that shit. We don't need this. We don't need you putting Fela Kunte on someone's Spotify playlist because you heard that whatever percentage they were. And I just, I don't understand it. I don't think, I think that it only could result in something a little racist, to be honest. You're telling Toto's me- Africa. Yeah. Like <laughs> You're telling me like, so I'm like deeply Polish. Like I would go onto my Spotify and they might play like a mazurka for me or like some like b- well, beer why? barrel why? polka. Also, yeah, yeah, like, right, you know yeah. you're Polish. You could go listen to that if you wanted to. <laughs> That's what I'm to. saying. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make, you're it doesn't black. make any Here's sense. You're black. Here's some keek to sneak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't uh, make sense, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, Spotify, we love you because keep it on it, but stay away from Ancestry you, DNA and stay away from or Amy you know Schumer. What? Or do some playlists. <laughs> Spotify, do some playlists that can like hypnotize Donald Trump, like sure. that music. Like I don't know, just. I think they should all brainstorm some more useful playlists for us. Do or just think, stick to rap caviar, to be honest. That one's great, too. Do you think Donald Trump listens to Spotify? I don't know. Uh, no. I don't think anybody in the White House has Spotify premium. I know that. <laughs> They're <laughs> all listening to the commercials. <laughs> you could use that money to lock up children. <laughs> you can't have Spotify premium. <laughs> uh, my keep it this week. Oh, my God. We are talking about Pete Davidson every uh, fucking week on the show. I know. But. He looks like if like Steve Buscemi were a fetus to me i say that affectionately <laughs> well joaquin phoenix in the joker decided to <laughs> pete davidson he looks like that oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was a joke i see it now yes okay mm-hmm. anyway he was on the howard stern show he still does that wow yeah i don't know why this still exists but you know people will ask that when keep it still on um next week mm-hmm. uh he was talking about his relationship with Ariana Grande, and he said the first time that they hung out, he was really, really nervous. And any time that they're intimate, he's always apologizing and saying, thank you. You're awesome for doing this. Thank you so, so oh. much. And then he added- That sounds like an email. <laughs> I was jerking off to her before I met her. Oh, God. I didn't need to know that. Yeah, oof. I sure I, didn't. Does she know he's saying this? Right in front of my salad. She loves it. Does she know? Probably. I remember she made like a Twitter joke and then deleted it once about him having a big dick. Oh. She okay. likes it. Ariana, I've become a recent fan of yours, I and so I, love her. I would like her to not disappoint me. And I know this isn't her. This is Pete. But I'm I'm a new fan, somewhat reluctant, uh-huh. but I'm on board. But we're it's it's you know. We're walking a tight line here. Also, you know what I'll say? Like, in terms of people who are hilarious on SNL, if we're talking about that couple, Ariana does a good job. <laughs> Louis Vertel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he, is, he, he, he is signing off of Keep It. 
<laughs> just walked away forever. With, my umbrella is ke- taking me away. Yeah. Mary Poppins returned. That's right. I did. I, I did like your meme though. You had like shown Pete Davidson saving, saying that, and then you had the meme of the lady like the, in front of my show. salad. Yeah, man. it was. It's just so. Ugh. I don't want to know about straight people jerking off. It's gross. Or anyone, to be honest. Well, you know. <laughs> sure. Yes. Or anyone. <laughs> um, that was too contemplative. Yeah, that I, I got took scared. too long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna name names. Please don't. don't. Oh name my names. god. Kara, it's get it's, your our, it's, We're it's, been, it's been a long show already. <laughs> well, all right. I guess we've had enough this week. <laughs> Uh, if you would like my list of people that I'm... <laughs> Help me, God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Time's up. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Whatever. Bye. This has been Keep It. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Here you are. BPM's high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 